0: Hello everyone, Kamri Lunsford here from the Tennessee Arts Academy Alumni Association. TAA Talks is a podcast that seeks to amplify the voices of the Tennessee Arts Academy community. Since 1986, the Tennessee Arts Academy has been America's longest-running premier summer program for arts-based professional development in art, music, theater, and arts leadership. The Academy is held annually for six days in July on the campus of Belmont University and Nashville, Tennessee. Eligible participants include K-12 arts specialists, classroom teachers, and administrators from all 95 Tennessee counties. Spaces are also available for out-of-state participants, artists, college professors, and pre-service teachers. The mission of the Tennessee Arts Academy is to provide exceptional quality professional development that includes training and access to cutting edge methodologies and resources, as well as support and encouragement through community and renewal. The Alumni Association is open to all graduates, faculty, supporters, and friends of the Academy. I am so excited to introduce you to TAA Talks, a project of the Alumni Association Executive Committee. I am here with William Bodley, a TAA Alumni Association Regional Rep and Middle School Band Director at Treadwell Middle School in Memphis, Tennessee. Welcome.
1: Hello, Cammy. How are you doing?
0: (laughs) Pretty good. Pretty good. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Like, where you're originally from, where did you study, your performance experience, Toot your own horn a little bit. You see what I did uh, there? <laughs>
1: that's, a, that's, a, that's a tough one sometimes, but I, I'll try to go through uh, where I'm from and all that stuff. Uh, I'm originally from uh, Mobile, Alabama. Um, I'm a son of a military, I'm a military brat, so my dad was in the Coast Guard. Um, So I moved around a lot, um, but I joined band in uh, Florida first, and then I moved to Mobile, Alabama. So that kind of starts where I started doing music. Um, Graduated from Murphy High School, then I went to Alabama A&M University. um, That is in Huntsville, Alabama. And how I ended up in Memphis, Tennessee, I got my master's in um, saxophone performance at the University of Memphis. I studied with uh, Alan Rippey and uh, studied classical saxophone with a mix of uh, jazz with Dr. Cooper. And um, while I was doing my performance degree, I realized I really did enjoy um, teaching. I would volunteer at schools all the time. I had my education certification and I would just volunteer at schools all the time. Um, and I was like, ah, oh, I finished my degree. And it's like, you know what? I prefer to you know teach instead of going the performance route. So I became a band director in Memphis, Tennessee. Um, I'm also a member of the 129th Army Band. Um, so those of the Tennessee Arts Academy, uh, you see us. We're the group that uh, when you're doing the conducting exercises, uh, the place for y'all. So y'all doing the practicing the conducting stuff. We're the band. Um, I am a sergeant in that unit. I'm the saxophone section leader. Uh, former jazz band, former jazz director. Really, that's me in a nutshell. I'm a I, I'm a band director. I gig around town. So I, I do stay on top of my, my chops and stuff. I do practice. I try to, I, to me, it's very important that I stay in shape because if I'm working on my craft, my students will hopefully reflect upon them. I'm trying. But that's, yeah, that's really me in a nutshell. That's kind of, I've been teaching at Treadwell Middle School now. This is my ninth year.
0: So, So I just want to explore that just a little bit. Can you give us a little bit of information just in case anybody's yes. listening, like a high schooler?
1: If you're interested in this route, um, I actually joined while I was still in high school. I joined the Army Band. Yeah, I was 17. Uh, It was uh, right after Christmas. Um, I met one of the the soldiers in uh, the Alabama National Guard. So I joined in Alabama while I was still in high school. Basically, the process goes, you go there, you audition. Then they tell you if you're good enough. You don't have to sign anything before. You know, they, you show up, you say, hey, I'm thinking about joining an army band. They're like, okay, come play with us. You get to go through the day of being an army soldier, army bandsman. And at the end, you do a mock audition to see where your skill levels are. If you're not quite there yet, they give you some pointers. You know, um, usually I'm one of the people in the room now. I've kind of developed to that point, but I'll be there and I'll be like, hey, um, maybe i uh, just work on this a little bit more or work on the side reading skills. But you audition, if you make it, you Talk to a recruiter, talk to your parents, make sure it's something that you want to do. Uh, I joined because it paid for school, it paid for college. Um, It paid for two degrees for me, my master's and my bachelor's and master's. And then from there, it's just, you know, you go to basic training over the summer. It doesn't interfere with your degree. So, like, say you're going to college, you can go in the summer to basic training. Then the next summer, you can go to the School of Music, which is awesome. It's in Virginia Beach. Uh, You meet some of the top musicians and in, in the world really uh your, your professors are the top tier musicians um so it really gets you a clear standing where you stand as a musician um and from there i i just been doing it since oh man 2000 i've been in i want to say almost 15 years now i think it was
0: you don't have to tell us it's okay <laughs> yeah
1: almost fifteen years. i've been doing it that long uh um, that's great that's yeah, great it's, it's, Great opportunity. Great opportunity.
0: Yeah. So as a member of that, do you continue to play with them now? How does that work?
1: So things that we do now, um, as a band person, uh, I go once a month, sometimes twice a month, depending on what events we have. Um, We are the band that plays for the governor's inauguration. You know, we're in front of people the most. Um, We do change commands. um, We do NCO balls. We do officers balls. uh, Those are like dancers and stuff like that. Uh, We do... Really, everything when soldiers come back, we perform for them. You know, luckily we got most of them back already now. We really anything, any holiday that pertains to the military, Memorial Day, Veterans Day, we're performing for those. Um, so basically, it was once a month, I go out and I perform. It's two weeks in the summer, and we do a tour of the uh, of Tennessee. So it's, most times we will start in Memphis and we'll go all over to, uh, Gatlinburg, and uh, we'll do different different tours and we'll stop at different points and um, just really telling. The Army story, just trying to get uh, get America to see, you know, what what's going on, what's the sacrifices that different soldiers make and just make sure everybody remembers, you know, what we do and what a lot of the soldiers are doing is really important.
0: So I want to go back to when you were talking about how it's important to keep up your chops. So that's something that you are actively doing right now as a musician is keeping up with with your the membership <laughs> at the Army um, and being able to do that type of thing. And in and, and talking about all those things, I can really tell that you love your job and that you really you really that's what you're interested in is being a good example for them in and out of the classroom. And and also I can tell that you really love to teach middle school because nobody would talk about this like this if they didn't love their middle school job. Right. Um, yes. and, and the phrase that comes to mind is, if you know, you know. Because I'm a middle school teacher, <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. So tell me, what is it that you love about teaching middle school band? Like, what draws you to it and fuels your work with the kids? Uh,
1: I guess there's different perspectives. Um, one, a lot of people when they graduate from high school, graduate from college, get the degree, you wanna, they want to go teach high school. They want to yep. have the best high school band. And I luckily got to work with, uh, did my internship with a middle school band director. He triggered what I would think I could do with a middle school. He really showed me something completely new. So here's some of the benefits. If you're a middle school band director, one, um, if you play at a football game, it's not required. But anything you do is like awesome. It's extra. It's like, hey, he's performing <laughs> at a basketball you know, a football game, football yeah. game, all those <laughs> things. So the, the weight on your shoulders is not as uh, heavy as far as compared to high school. Um, but I, what really drew me in, what has kept me here for like nine years, um, is they're at that age where they're impressionable. They're still there. Everything you do, they watch. They, they yeah. really do um, take in a lot of things that you say. And I was always impressed at the, length, the amount of the, how far I could push middle school students. Um, you don't yeah. really ever see how they, they take in stuff like like sponges. It's like whatever you teach them, they will. As long as you're consistent with them and you're doing it on a, on a regular basis, they will take all of that in. And I, that's really what got me. I can. There's nothing that I haven't wanted to do that I was not be able to do at a middle school. And they're funny. Like they're you know they you know they, they don't know how to they don't know how to you know the little kids they don't know how to flirt yet. So they make no. you watch it in real life. You're like, oh my god, did you really just say that? Oh my, like yeah, but um, yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. really what has really kept me here.
0: That's great. That middle school dances are the greatest people watching <laughs> venues of all yes. time, I think. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the next question I want to ask, I actually had it at the bottom. Like traditionally, you would put this at the bottom because it was sort of closing conversational stuff. But then I realized it should be at the top or toward the top, especially mm-hmm. in these not so traditional times. Teaching is kind of tough right now. And so what are you doing right now as a you know, teacher, professionally, personally, to take care of yourself so that you have a full picture to pour into these kids? Um, and it's okay. It's okay if you say nothing, because I haven't figured it out either. So, you know, that's just where we're at.
1: <laughs> um, actually, um, I'm a big hobby person. Um, I, my significant other uh, really hates that about me <laughs> i don't have a lot of hobbies she, Projects. she's like oh my goodness yeah i have a lot of <laughs> hobbies um, i'm an avid pool player i play a lot of billiards
0: oh wow
1: um so i do tournaments and stuff like that uh and that really always just keeps my mind pretty straight um so I, when i'm not at school you know i go do pool tournaments i you know i, I exercise of course because exercise really helps i don't know if anybody who's been trying to figure out your stress or having a lot on your shoulders. We do like these 30-minute YouTube videos uh, where it's like you, you run in place and, you know, just kind of getting your blood pressure up. That helps so much. But by the time I get done with that or you just go for a walk, I have a track outside the band room if I have a long day. or I had a tuba player yesterday who got quarantined. He's going to be gone for two weeks. And we have concert festival in, you know, just over, you know, six weeks. So I'm like, oh, my goodness. So what are, you know, but, you know, the exercise, the having the hobbies, Um, and one thing I started doing more, um, is performing. Yeah. Performing and just when you're a student, you know, when we're all students, we were all band was our outlet. I don't know about anybody else, but band was my outlet. So when I was stressed or things for a big deal, I I would just go grab my horn, sit in my room, play my horn, practice. Um, and I kind of lost track of that because I was, you know, it became a job. It became a, well, I'm in an army band. I'm a band director. I I didn't realize I didn't remember how stressful even playing my horn was. So then I started gigging a lot more, and um, that really did help. Between pool uh, and gigging, that really kind of sets my mind down and trying
0: It's funny because I think you just impacted me because I just sort of reflected and said, "I say that to all my kids. I tell them music is your place that you can come to. I say that all the time, and." That's what we should be telling ourselves. It's basically, <laughs> basically what you're saying. Like, and that's great. And if we don't go to it ourselves to to find those, you know, vitamins, I guess you could say that we get from <laughs> from you know to, to help us cope, especially at the yep. middle school level. I think we want them to find their place in the music classroom and to have a moment and. And, You know we're having a moment right now, and yeah. we need to find our place. And and maybe getting plugged back into your craft is is definitely good advice, right? So yeah. speaking of reflecting, all great teachers reflect, or at least that's mm-hmm. what they say. <laughs> Just kidding. All all great teachers, all great teachers reflect, and we have conversations with ourselves um, daily about what worked and what didn't in our classrooms. Mm-hmm. Sometimes on the way home sometimes in the shower um what is yeah. something that you have added to your teaching practices recently that you plan on keeping like in the last couple of years something that you just like this is my thing now i want to i want to do this this is you know i'm normalizing this in my classroom
1: well from the over the we did the virtual year um band uh, we use smart music and I've also been more of a tr- traditional, you know, hands-on, here play. Um, but you're, I was able to get a lot more than I ever thought I could get done through basically just using, a, it don't have to be smart music, they have other apps, but using those apps to record. I was not a big, I know, I know a lot of schools, they say, go home, record yourself, play it, turn it in to prove that you practice. That was a little bit over the top for me sometimes i was not really <laughs> yeah. that personal so i don't want them to hate band like, i want this to be their fun space but um the students really liked it and um it really was i was able to especially with kids being on quarantine you know if they're at home i could say hey um wherever you're home if you can play you record this they have the music um but that is something i want to keep if i can find it in my budget this year um it's not has been as, as feasible because the students are all back here and i don't have as much funds in the band account but yeah I will say that would be one thing that I would keep is the the smart music app or any app like that where you can record. And um, really, is just because you don't have to worry about losing the music. My sixth graders had never seen sheet music before. When they got back to school, I gave them sheet music. And they were like, what is this? They had never seen sheet music. And so I realized that. And I was like, they were used to that. And it it was not as difficult as I thought it was going to be. So that would be one thing that I'm most likely going to keep. The the technology facet of smart music-like apps.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So is there anything you have let go, dropped off on the side of the road, never to return <laughs> back to the classroom?
1: Um, I, I don't think there's many. Um, it's not a particular method. It's my time. I used to practice five days a week after school. Every day we will come up here and we would practice. Um and I to an extent learned I was burning the students out because we will practice so much. So now this year we have been doing two days a week after school. Um and I have more time. If we, if we go back to the the mental facet, I'm getting older. <laughs> so it's hard <laughs> to maintain that the running and busing and stuff. I'm the only one here with probably 150 plus students. So um, and I realized that the two days is plenty. I might go to three days that we have like an emergency, but really it's just not overworking the students to the point where when we do meet up, it's appreciated. They truly do appreciate that time together more because it's not Monday through Friday, every day we're practicing. Um, so I think that's something that I probably will, I don't want to ever do again is the five day. That's the first thing that came to mind. I was like, I just don't want to do anymore, is just Making sure that it's still fun. You know, we get caught up in those competitions and trophies and stuff, but it can be overwhelming sometimes. So that probably, yeah, less less after-school practice. Let them have their middle school. Uh, yeah. If they want to play soccer, if they want to play baseball, I do want them to be able to explore those things instead of trying to, you know, hog them, I guess, in a way. But I guess yeah. that would be my thing.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, that If I had to answer that question, that is definitely – the answer, What <laughs> are the answers that I have given. But I think for a time, I'm going to say um, really recently, we had to really do some reflecting. And I think it's important mm-hmm. to take a look at things that didn't serve us well and didn't serve the kids well. And yeah. so I totally agree with that. Um, and I think there is something to letting them, leave them wanting more a little bit, you know leave them yes. wanting more um especially that spark yep. is why they come to our rooms to to make you know room in their day to to be creative and to make music and to connect so what absolutely yeah
1: that's where they find themselves in our class
0: that's right that's right um so you are a west tennessee regional rep for the alumni association and so my question for you is, how did you find out? Because, you know, you're from Alabama. So um, <laughs> where did you find the Tennessee Arts Academy? Like, how did you find out about it? Was there a connection? Who did you connect with that that got you plugged in with the Tennessee Arts Academy?
1: For Memphis, Tennessee, we're fortunate to have uh, Dr. Drew Davidson, um, our music advisor for the whole district. So he's able to oftentimes... He'll pay for maybe he'll pay for housing, he'll pay for um, the tuition, one of the two. So it makes the makes going to Tennessee Arts Academy uh, more feasible, especially when somebody's helping you out. Um, but he's he will send out emails every year. He goes every year. Um, he's one of the people who present there often. And I I forget who I went with. I'm trying to remember my first year. I've been there a couple of years. Actually, my first time seeing the Tennessee Arts Academy was... Uh, with the 129th Army, Army Band. I, I was going to
0: say, I that. Yeah,
1: that was my first time. And then afterward, I realized what it was. And then I would see the emails that Drew always sent. And I was like, oh, I know what that is. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. And the, the conducting portion, when they would have the guest conductors come up, I really, really loved that. Because I was like, as a middle school band director, you don't always get to exercise all your conducting skills. No, you're still teaching them. They they don't follow you. Sometimes they look at you. They they even got a cool shirt on. But What? No.
0: Looking at you is not
1: their favorite thing. It is not. But yes, that's where I really got. Uh, first saw it, and then I think the very next year, um, I responded to one of Drew's emails, and I've been going, and it was really cool. I saw all these band directors together, who were learning from each other, who were excited, I and mean, it was just the energy of it. It was just everybody's putting their best effort forward to really expand our knowledge of music. And I was yeah. like, ah, oh, this is like this is where I would like to be. And you get so much from it. So many people have so many different methods of teaching, so many different situations, and you're like, I never thought about that.
0: So let's do a throwback. What is your favorite memory or experience or performance or even a gold nugget teaching practice from your TAA experiences?
1: Um if I'm going back, I enjoyed many of the daily performances. Um, and I enjoyed a lot of the musings after afterward when we would, a, a lot of those were very inspiring as far as seeing the talent. And then a lot of them were, uh, motivational listening to the stories the the, the artist stories and you know, how they got to where they got to. Um, but one of them, I guess, as far as the education, one that really sticks out, one that's most significant, um, I was actually I had a chance to talk to and work with, or not really work with, but get instruction from is, uh, Dr. Quincy Hilliard,
0: oh, um, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yes, he came in and um he gave some great insight. He gave some great tools. He gave some hands-on, just do this and do this in this order: A, B, and C, and you will get D, etc., and stuff like that. That really, yeah. Um, I used this want corral in my class now. He uh, was able to give us just a wealth of knowledge. Literally, uh, he shared everything he had um, with us, and we I mean we liked I enjoyed him so much. We had other uh, members who were there from Shelby County Schools that are. Music advisor, Dr. Drew Davidson, was able to hire him to come to Memphis uh, oh, wow. on our recommendation to do yeah. a another PD for our school district. So uh, he really was. Uh, I think that's probably the most memorable moment. And so I guess in second place would be the con- just the, the conductors who work with us. Um, all of them yeah, have been great. Yeah. Um, but yes, the Dr. Dr. Hilliard was really awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's sometimes your experience at taa can can be just like a cool memory or seeing someone that you never thought you'd see um Mm -hmm. but sometimes just the way you feel and the stuff that you carried out into the classroom that became you know mainstay in your in your daily teaching practices is is where the where the gold nugget is right yeah yes (laughs) yeah it's very cool he
1: he really he gives a lot of You you meet people a lot of the time and they're able to, you know, get you in the right direction and give you theoretical practices. But everything that he discussed with us, uh, it was just so cut and dry. It was just immediately applicable. It was not anything that you had to overthink. and You just copy and paste and implement into your program. So I think that's probably why he stood out so much.
0: Yeah. And also, it sounds like he went the extra mile.
1: Oh, yeah. A lot of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He
0: came to your house basically.
1: (laughs) Yes, he did. We thoroughly enjoyed him.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. Well, William, thank you so much for carving a little bit of time out in your super busy day, teaching middle schoolers. To talk about some teaching practices and some stress coping ideas, some pool tips. I'm just kidding. (laughs) And to share your love for the Tennessee Arts Academy. We really appreciate it.
1: Well, thank you, Cammie, for having me. I thoroughly enjoyed discussing this stuff with you and just having this conversation really kind of just, it gave me a moment to reflect on things that um, I really benefited from with uh, the Tennessee Arts Academy. So thank you so much.
0: Me too. In fact, I'm a little bit pumped up for uh, Tennessee Arts Academy right now. And July is really <laughs> far away. So <laughs> <laughs> that's a prayer request.
1: <laughs> I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it.
0: For more information, you can visit the website at tnartsacademy.org or call 615-460-5451.